There was a story narrated in a book that I was reading, and it was given an example about uh, a concentration camp during World War II. Obviously, all of the people in the concentration camp were Jewish people, and they were being treated in a most miserable way. Four of the prisoners escaped, and because of that, four prisoners were going to be punished. So everybody was lined up outside, and three men and one boy was selected. And the boy was very slight, very light, because he would have been malnourished. So they put the four of them up on the gallows and uh, put the rope around their neck and then whipped away the, the, the boards underneath them. And the three men fell down very quickly and their, neg leg their necks were snapped and they died very, very quickly. And everybody had to watch this. However, with the little boy, he hadn't enough weight to fall down. And he was just hanging there and riding and struggling and really a horrible death of suffocation. Um, but he wasn't, he wasn't heavy enough to have his neck broken and to die in that way. And the story goes on that somebody shouted out, where is God? And that is a question that is often said and, and asked when people are in great difficulty and people were in great trial. This is the question that the first reading and the gospel tries to address in some way. We have it in the book of Revelation that is a special kind of book called an, a, a book of the apocalypse, a book of the end times. It is a book that is written to encourage people who are going through a difficult time. In the Old Testament, we see that God said, you will be my people and I will be your God and I will lead you into a land of milk and honey and you will live in such a way that everybody will know who I am. And the people of Israel journeyed through the wilderness into the promised land and it was indeed a beautiful land. But no sooner were they there that they were invaded by a pagan empire and there were several of them down through the years. The Babylonians, the Assyrians, um, the Hellenists, all the different empires controlled them, and they were they could not understand how God was allowing this to happen to them. And that is where we have from the book of Daniel, trying to make some sense of how people suffer in a great way, especially when we know that a God who loves us with such a passionate love. This is also also addressed in the Gospel of Mark. This uh, Gospel in particular was written after the time of Christ, but they're using the words of Christ to give encouragement to the people because the early Christian community suffered greatly at the hands of, of the scribes and Pharisees, but also at the hands of the Roman Empire as well. They were undergoing great suffering indeed. And we're trying to discover where is God in this great suffering? And that is a question that many people can ask today. Where is God in the great suffering that they are undergoing in their lives? People who are bereaved, people who are dealing with very serious illness, 
people who are anxious and worried about making ends meet. Where is God in all of this? I believe that at times it is very difficult to, to, to discern where God is in something like this. And I can only share you with my experience of seeing people in great trauma. Often, often, it is through the people that surround them that they can have some sense of God's presence in their lives. That people surround them in, in, in kindness, in compassion, in prayer, in solidarity. Sometimes even in the smallest little way can people know that they are not alone, that there is a community of love, a community of compassion, a community of care that surrounds them. It is inevitable that everybody will suffer. That's part of the human condition. But it is made a little bit easier when, the, um, when, we, when we have somebody who is walking with us on that journey. I'll conclude by Jesus saying, learn a lesson from the fig tree. At the time of Christ, most of the trees in the Holy Land were evergreen. But the fig tree was the one that changed with the seasons. And Jesus is saying that when you see the fig tree begin to sprout, that means summer is near. That's a very beautiful symbol of the fig tree. Because what Jesus came to establish on earth is his kingdom, a kingdom of justice, peace, and joy. And that is what he's saying, learn from the fig tree, the kingdom of God is among you. It is not here in its fullness, but it has begun, but it is not yet complete. And when we, when we, we know that the kingdom is among us, when we live in the same relationship with Jesus as he lives with all of those he met in his day. And that was a relationship of kindness. And we are all called to that, to create a network of kindness with every human being we meet, irrespective of whether we like them or not, irrespective of whether we know them or not. So the kingdom is among us. The fig tree has blossomed. The fig tree's leaves has begun to bud. We can help that fig tree grow into a wonderful splendor by practicing and creating a network um, of kindness in everybody that we know and meet.